0: Love talk
1: radio. Live around the world, this is the Ryan Lindsay Show phone lines are open to speak with ryan or any of his guests at 319-527-6702 or email ryan the email address is ryan at ryan now here's ryan lindsay From the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin, I am Ryan Lindsay, and we have a good show planned for you tonight. We are going to talk to Marilyn Hughes about out-of-body travel. She, uh her website is the Out of Body Travel Foundation so outofbodytravel.org is the website and just about anything metaphysical can be found on that website we're going to talk with Marilyn tonight um it's going to be a fun uh, fun conversation um on the phone also as always is my co-host Tamara Gleason. and Tamara you are uh, you are on location so to speak tonight aren't you
0: I I am I'm remote for a remote viewing uh presentation tonight <laughs> so excited to hear about maryland but yes i am in at the sheridan hotel in madison wisconsin for our dear friend susan uh book signing of her third edition uh version of the book let there be rock the story of acdc but we are staying on the infamous seventh floor which is noted susan uh wrote an article in a as a journalist back in in the late seventies, um, and it's her birthday weekend. But about Van Halen's Night of Mayhem that they had sang on the Van Halen two album, and they were kicked out of Sheridan's for life. But now, after this much time, they're commemorating you know doing a commemorative wall and floor of the night that Van Halen trashed the Sheridan. So Susan's oh uh, article is on there. I'll share some photos. But yes, remote viewing, and uh, we have quantum leaped down here. We're doing everything social distancing, <laughs> but she is having a book signing. So any Wisconsin friends that uh, can get down here between uh, the next couple hours, we're going to be here for two nights. So she does have some books that probably will sell out, but go to com. We hope for, to have her on the show very soon, but let's talk about tonight's show. Marilyn, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is something you and I talked about a long, long time ago, astral projection, astral travel, out-of-body travel. You can do this. I can't. You do it all the time. I have never done it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I was spontaneously doing it as a roommate in college with you. You were the one that gave me the term I had never heard of. I didn't know leaving your body and not being able to get back in was an actual thing. Um, it, it was a trippy feeling back then So I always thank you for that, Ryan Because I didn't have anything in my vocabulary to explain things And I think we can always learn more about it
1: Oh yeah, and I think we're going to learn a lot tonight uh, If you've looked at uh, Marilyn's website, outofbodytravel.org It's just uh, it's a lot of information there A lot of mystical uh, and esoteric information there So uh, I have a feeling we're going we're gonna to have a well-rounded discussion tonight It's going to be fun
0: Wonderful, well, it's a good Friday night discussion,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Marilyn Hughes founded the Out of Body Travel Foundation in two thousand and three. She's written over hundred books, forty magazines, and eighteen CDs on out- of body travel and comparative religious mysticism. These books, along with accompanying music and art, are all available for free download on her website. She's experienced research, written, and taught about out of body travel and mysticism since nineteen eighty seven and has appeared on innumerable radio and television programs to discuss her thousands of out of body experiences. Very glad to welcome to the Ryan Lindsay Show, Marilyn Hughes. Marilyn, how are you?
2: I'm great. Great to talk with both of you tonight.
1: Good, good. Great my my pleasure. You, Absolutely. Now yeah. let's let's start with with what seems like a, a easy question, but I'm sure there are no easy answers to this one. What is out of body travel
2: well out of body travel is when the soul separates from the physical body, the physical sleeve that we uh, wear and and you are able to then travel in the spirit uh, through uh, different realms, different uh, dimensional experiences, sometimes be you know forward or backward in time and Um, You know, literally, uh, out-of-body travel can be as simple as, you know, a simple experience of uh, looking at your body from above to uh, doing amazing, infinite, multidimensional travel to heavens, hells, purgatories, and border realms. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot from your spiritual teachers. Um, It is a an amazing tool of spiritual transformation, really. Mm
1: -hmm. So where do you go when, you kind of touched on that, where do you go when you're out of your body?
2: Well, you know, when people are just having their first experiences, it's usually very simple. Oftentimes it's, you know, very earthbound experiences. They're you know, floating around their body, going around the room, learning to go through doors and windows and walls and things like that, and and then often astral plane journeys. And the astral plane is the uh, fourth level, the fourth realm overlapping the third dimensional. But as the uh, experiences progress, which, you know, if you practice this seriously, um, you, they will progress um, very profoundly, and you will begin traveling to multidimensional worlds and realities. It really is, you know, St. Paul said, you know, eye is not seen nor ear heard, but God is prepared for those who love him. That is so true. Uh, There's so much. You're going to go to higher realms, lower realms, purgatorial realms. You're going to be taught about ghosts, lost souls, how to help them how to help them cross over. You're going to learn about your own creative gifts and be taken to the realms of creation. You're going to travel into a variety of mystical places, you know, the initiations into the mysteries, the rites of passage, which are going to take you through a lot of the mysteries that are often associated with many of the world religions, but also, you know, tribal traditions and just ancient wisdom from throughout the world. Um, and so you go to beautiful heavenly palaces in the sky you, um, and you uh, go to uh, past lifetimes. Um, you uh, sometimes will be taken to a place that is haunted and you will interact with the, uh, the spirit there that is haunting the place. Uh, there's a lot of work that we're asked to do in the out-of-body travel state Um, that often has a lot to do with things like this, you know, um, lost souls, wandering spirits, but also the assistance of other souls who are in purgatorial or hellish realms, um, just as we are receiving assistance from beings from much higher spheres than our own, you know, and so creation requires us to always give back to creation as we are also receiving from it. So we... Are experiencing a wide variety of things that um, you know go from the profoundly heavenly to dealing with you know evil uh, darkness, various levels of karma, thrust um, hauntings, lost lost and wandering spirits, and how to help them. Um, it it goes across the gamut you know you you begin to yeah. meet like the prophets saints mm-hmm. mystics sages, and aesthetics from all around the world and many traditions um, and they teach you um, you begin with um, certain concepts and you'll have spiritual teachers that are brought to you and then as you progress <laughs> through those things Other teachers are brought in then to also teach you. So you will move through many fields of knowledge as you are practicing uh, out-of-body travel um, and as you continue to move upward.
1: So... How did you first realize that you could do this? I'm sure you were you were quite young uh, and maybe scared you at first. What happened early on that uh, that led you to to know that you could travel out of body?
2: Well, um, I had two pivotal times when this occurred. One was at the age of nine. I had a profound mystical mystical out of body experience, vision type thing. It was. Beautiful, very powerful, where the clouds billowed and opened up to a staircase, marble staircase to the heavens. Angels were on each side of that staircase. And up at the top of the staircase were two figures. One was an older man. They were both robed beings. One was an older man. One was a younger man. I perceived them at the time to be God the Father and God the Son. And I was beckoned to come forward up those steps. And it was just very, very beautiful. The clouds were billowing and the, the power. You could feel this spiritual power that was issuing through throughout it. Um, and at that time I was shown quite a few things, but the basic, um, probably the basic end point of that was that I was told that I had a, a purpose and a destiny and that this would come back to me later, and I would have to do something with it. Um, I was told that I would have to stand for the cross, and many people would try to burn the cross down, but I would have to uh, keep fighting for the cross to stand tall, and the cross is representative of all truth. And um, and that there would be a lot of difficulty along the way, and there would be a lot of difficulty early on, even in my childhood, just because um, I was going to be a little bit different. So there was going to be, uh, you know, uh, resistance to uh, this type of a destiny. But So I had this amazing experience at nine, and then what happened was at the age of 22, um, I had my first spontaneous out-of-body experience, Experience since that time, and at that time, yeah, I was actually a little bit afraid because it came very suddenly and unexpectedly. And you know, when you're having this experience, if you've never had it before, you can easily mistake it for, well, um, am I am I passing over? Am I dying? Because mm-hmm. you're leaving your body. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. so, you know, well, I mean- there's, you know, there's those kinds of fears, but then there's also, you know, just that it's a, it's a very different reality. The, it was interesting, though, that the very second time, after I'd had it the first time and I had been afraid, I prayed a lot and I asked the Lord to um, provide me with the grace to not be afraid the next time, because I knew it would happen again, Um and the next time it happened, there were three light beings on each side of me who gently guided me through the process, and it was totally peaceful, and I felt no fear. And so, I've definitely found through the years that prayer and the you know those kinds of things are really important for um, helping us to move through some of the difficulties that do arise. And so that was when I was 22. I'm 55 now. So it's been going on for a good 30, you know, 33 years. And as you might imagine, you know, three decades later, what I experienced at that time seemed really intense and profound. But what I have seen in the last three decades has shown me that, you know, the, uh, the infinite immaterial world beyond this existence that we live in are so far beyond our ability to conceptualize or understand or even fully know that there really is no limit to what is possible on the other side. It opens a path of purification, a, a spiritual journey that is so profound and so um, important for us. And you know, you literally—it's like a—it's like eons apart from what you experience. Like at this point in my journey, versus what I would have experienced back then. And so the the vast array of what happens in between is uh, is very <laughs> wide.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Talking with Marilyn Hughes uh, of the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation, talking about uh, out-of-body travel. And take a look at her website. It's outofbodytravel.org. So at this point, Marilyn, can you, can you basically travel out of body at will, or, or does it overcome you and, and just does it, does it take you when you're not expecting it?
2: It happens very regularly. I never um, really consider it to be at will, Um, And the reason why is because what I've learned over the years is that we actually benefit a great deal more by surrendering to the will of God in these experiences because what we find is if we try to plan our own journeys, there is so much more that we do not even know exists that we would profoundly limit ourselves. And so I learned very early on not to try to instigate it, but rather to do the things that create the proper um, state of mind, state of being to make it accessible. But I allow God to direct the experiences, and as a result, you know, you are you you are shown and you are taken to places that you could have never um, even been open to had you not like allowed yourself to surrender because you would have not even realized that these types of things might exist. And, um, Mm -hmm. and this is just a really important part of it. So, you know, it happens very, very um, frequently, almost, you know, every night. And, um, and, the The differences in terms of like what what I experience with meditation and vibrational raisings and things like this, it's very uh, much more enhanced now than it would have been in those early years. But that's the natural progression um, that you you can expect as you practice, um, you know, out of body travel.
1: Right. So for someone then who, who doesn't think they've ever done it like myself, how how would I start? You 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 kind of implied that if you try then that's not a very good starting point. Um how can I how can I get myself to do this?
2: Well part of this, you know, it's it's not necessarily that you don't try at all. It's um a different sort of trying. Um that is um more geared, more focused on putting oneself in the proper state. So, for instance, the things I would recommend to everybody are prayer, meditation, and uh, spiritual reading, and silent time, a great deal of silent time. And in terms of meditation, especially at the beginning, you want to meditate for up to three hours because it takes a while, especially in the beginning, for the soul to go to a deep enough state where you're going to actually reach the vibration, the vibrational state, which precedes an out-of-body experience, um, and be able to, to, uh, enter into that area where you might have an out-of-body experience. Um, but on the other hand of this, you know, um, most people have had, you know, people have unconscious experiences in their sleep time. Um, It is a natural part of the human existence that during our sleep, the spiritual world interacts with us. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on. The angels work on us spiritually. Um, uh, We have this, uh, this entire system of how we are assisted unconsciously, subconsciously in our sleeping. So, even those who don't think they've ever experienced it, they certainly have, but not on a conscious level. When someone experiences a fully conscious out-of-body experience, they will know it without question. And so, um, it doesn't—it's not the same thing that you know you're experiencing it subconsciously. But it helps to know that what you're actually doing is bringing a natural. State that you go into in your sleeping period to, you know, from a subconscious level to a conscious level. It's not something that is out of the ordinary or different for any human soul because this is actually part of the way that we are set up. How we receive influx from the spirit world, which helps to guide us in our destiny, in our purpose and path in life, in the things that we are supposed to move towards, um, unfortunately, it can also be utilized if people are dabbling in darker things. It can, they can also receive influx from negative sources. so these these things are really important in the sense of what you'd want to be doing is um, you know, cultivating the higher faculties, not the lower faculties. And so that's where, you know, you bring into your life a practice of prayer and of very deep and lengthy meditation time that you, you know, you're lying down for these types of meditations because you want to allow the body to fall. You don't want to, you know, you want to have the ability to go into an out-of-body experience so You want your body in a lying down position. The spiritual reading that I usually recommend is going to be of the nature of mystical theology because what I have found over time is that when people actually begin the purification process of the soul on a conscious level, it actually instigates some of these subconscious faculties and they do start having some spontaneous experiences. I have also found that, you know, I was told this when I was writing my books, but the first two books that I have, Come to Wisdom's Door and The Mysteries of the Redemption, when people start reading those books, they generally often will start having spontaneous experiences as well. And part of the reason for that is Come to Wisdom's Door lays out all of the things that you want to do and not do and prepare yourself for an out-of-body travel adventure, the mysteries of the redemption is like laying out how these worlds of the other side actually um, are going to be revealed to you. So what was, was once not possible in your conscious mind becomes possible and it opens up a doorway for people to then, uh, pass through and so these are also methods that are helpful for people who want to pursue the, the most important thing though in out of body travel is the intention is that the intention is for the betterment of the soul and the general, the general path that all human life on earth is here for in a mortal realm is the purification of the soul Mortal realms are the realms where the battles between good and evil occur, and that happens within our souls and also outside and all around us. And so um, once we really begin this um, intrusive, self-examinative process, we are instigating a purification process, which actually energizes the potential for out-of-body travel.
1: At this point, Tamara, you must have some some experiences yourself that uh that relate to what Marilyn's talking about. I'm sure you do, don't you?
0: Well, I, I absolutely do. It's just interesting to hear her tell her mystical life story as a as a light worker and as a mystic and how it's continuously evolving. She is spot on. Um I think we've paralleled in many, many ways. Over the last thirty plus years, right? I I started astroplating at a young age, you know, before the age of ten as well, and uh, I'm almost fifty. So yeah, um, people that you've talked to that have had these experiences, you don't realize not everybody believes they have, but we've had such peculiar ones, if you will, at such an early age with this old soul knowing that we'd have more. And that there was a a plan for it, and it wasn't just uh, for no reason. I, too, had a a very young experience, probably the age of seven or eight, to know that Christ consciousness, it's not what my little higher self knew, but that this lifetime would be very interesting, and that there was a Christ-like presence on the earth in this lifetime, like this was a big one. I knew at a very young age that this was a big one. And obviously, as we call it, a paranormal researcher, but now we call it grid keepers. You know, sending souls home, it's it's taken my sister and I all over the country, um, letting spirits, you know, helping spirits and assisting them to raise their frequency to a higher level. As we, like you said, being of service, um, that is our job here to be of assistance to the planet, to souls, and that is our human evolution, our spiritual evolution. So yeah, she's she's hitting lots of you know, reminding me. Of, it's always nice to be reminded, isn't it, Marilyn? <laughs> yeah,
2: sure is. Yeah, and that's so true. And what you're talking about, raising the frequency of souls, because that's what you're doing in out of body experiences. You know, you're, um and when you're assisting souls who have crossed over, that's also what you're doing. Because in order to help them. To make the crossing, and, and the reason often that they're having trouble making it is that they need assistance with um, raising that frequency. And once they right. have raised that, they are then able to, um, you know, see their guardian angels, see the the uh, teachers that are waiting for them, and and they take their hand, and then it, you know, it's all handled from there. And so. That is a huge part of what we're doing is raising frequencies of our own soul, of other souls, um, and that's what you're doing with the, uh, you know, lost souls, ghosts, wandering spirits, but right. also people just crossing over who need assistance, right. you know. So, ex- yeah, exactly, excellent, exactly, right on the money, Yeah.
1: Uh, once again, talking with Marilyn Hughes uh, from the Out of Body Travel Foundation and visit her website. It's outofbodytravel.org. If you have a question or a comment, then feel free to give us a call 319-527-6702 is the uh, number if you have your own out of body travel experience or astral projection story then uh, let us know about it we'd love to uh, to hear about it so uh, you you brought up the, the soul and angels and so forth marilyn do we all have angels all the time well
2: to a, to a certain extent yes most people have a guardian angel from birth Um, So unless somebody actually makes a conscious decision and goes over to the other side where then they would discard that angelic uh, guardian and they would be taking on something of a darker nature, we do all have guardian angels. Um, And, you know, as you travel through life, you have spiritual teachers that are with you to help you learn certain concepts, spiritual concepts, and then also things that, um, you're here for specifically karmically um, as well. But, you know, Tamara is also talking about it is a continual progression. So every every experience that you have is taking you know, just a little bit higher in your understanding and oftentimes higher to, you know, higher spiritual spheres for you to see and experience and learn more about what is um, really out there in um, this unlimited infinite uh, you know amazing uh, reality you know we, we we think of things so one dimensionally because in our physical mm-hmm. bodies we we operate from one reality but in the out-of-body experience you learn to be multi-dimensional very quickly I wonder if Tamara would uh, have some thoughts on that too you know Because you realize that in your spiritual body, um, you are dealing with an infinitude of of realms. Whereas in our physical body, we are looking at one place, Um, you know, unless we bring that knowledge into our physical body, which is part part of what we are trying to achieve as well, you know, in the out-of-body experience.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, and I'm sure you've been experienced, experiencing, Maryland. you know, I would say call on the higher self, meaning that Oversoul. you know, that high right. version of myself that, you know, to come and come down and, and counsel my 3D human. That's not quite getting it. You know, I've been having to call on my higher, higher frequency myself. And, and because it's almost like the, the, um, you know, the dimensions, as these bales just keep getting thinner. <laughs> Especially this time yeah. of year. We just just when we thought we had one class mastered, right? Um, the <laughs> frequency, the vibration is much, much different than the many, many years that we have been working in this realm. So you know, this, it it's it's like the universe plays a little video game with us and we're on to a the next level you know, and we just have to see it as that, like the next level of how we can raise our frequency and continue to raise the frequency of living souls, right, incarnate souls, as well as, you know, those that are not in physical 3D bodies anymore. So it, it's been an interesting year, to say the least. We're all learning so much about ourselves.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And um, it, it's just... Uh, the beauty that you experience in these experiences is beyond, you know, beyond words, you know, the colors in the higher realms are more vibrant more psychedelic, more, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're just more enlivened. Um, Everything is like filled with, you know, the light of life. Um, It's just, you know, it's vibrating with life and light. Um, You feel so alive. In these realms, I remember early on in my journeys realizing that, you know, we all look at death as um, as a real death, and yet when when experiencing some of these realms and going and actually seeing where many of us who cross over go, we are more alive mm-hmm. than we've ever been in these places. You know, right. there's an enlivenment that we just do not experience on Earth unless we bring that again from heaven to Earth through these experiences.
0: A hyper awareness. Um, yeah, I've
2: been in those higher realms
0: several times throughout life, but it's not like every day we're in these higher, like just totally, you know. But when it does happen, it is something you never forget. You know, like you said, everything seems vibrant and almost to like vibrate or sing within you know it's like everything has a note like a musical note everything is far more vibrant and colorful much like the near-death experience you know that people talk about we can go to those higher realms still in a physical body and uh, that's always just such a connection to source energy you know when you can raise it and you want to be there all day long but you know spirit sends you.
2: Yeah, you, know, you don't want to, to come back. You
0: never want to come back. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't, but
2: yeah, you know, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you do know you have to. But, you know, I mean, some of the things that I've been allowed to experience are just so beyond uh, words. And, you know, one of the most powerful experiences I had was a visit to um, the throne room of God. And it was this beautiful, beautiful experience where I was allowed to, like, um, experience from this place how God was moving in millions of places all at the same time. And so it would be like I would see how all these things were happening in less than a split second, less than a split millisecond, where, you know, there were, things that were being planted for one soul to remember something here. There was something being sent out to assist somebody who was lost over here. There was something over here to assist somebody who had um, gotten confused um, and been in another completely entirely different place. Someone who's in a bad relationship and God is intervening to help them to figure out what to do next. And, I mean, it was just like millions of, you can't even put it in words. you literally experienced while you were there these millions of actions going on all at the same time. And it was like, wow, God is really present and aware of everything all at the same time. And it was so mind-boggling. It was, I just, you know, I basked in that experience. You know, just you know, the vibration of it as you know, as I was returning from it, and it was just so beautiful to see nice. this instantaneous movement of God to assist souls who are reaching out for help. The you know the the um, and I've seen this too in many of the experiences that I've had um, in regard to um, purgatorial and even the lower hellish realm, where the moment a mm-hmm. soul asks for help or assistance. It's literally that second help is sent. You know, there is this merciful nature that is constantly moving and bending and swaying through all of life and all of existence that is so powerfully um, uh, raw and uh, just um, it's hard to fathom it's hard to fathom right. you know and you know one of the things that I was called to do along with you know working with lost souls and wandering spirits and souls crossing over you know some, some of the things that I do involve you know also afterlife journeys so sometimes I'll be taken to help a soul for you know several years after they cross over going through the afterlife journey with them and helping them to go from one phase of um, purification to the next. But also right. uh, along with that, I was also take you know, one of the things that I'm specifically called to do it involves the purgatorial realms and even the hellish realms where I assist souls in these spheres. And it's very fascinating because you go in and you are instructed as to... What are the particular vices that landed a soul in the position that they're in, and what is the energetic adjustment which is required for them to make a movement forward um, and you experience what that is um, and then you are you know sent in when a soul is reaching to go higher and uh, and you are given you know some help from the Holy Spirit to give them whatever instruction that they need to receive so that if they follow through, that they can um, actually move forward, even from some of these really difficult realms. But then you also have the contrast of the, just the epic beauty of the heavens. You know, I remember flying with Babaji, you know, the uh, Hindu avatar, uh, through the stars, through the galactic heavens, visiting heaven um, in the galactic heavens, and realizing that there's not just human souls there, but extraterrestrial souls are there too. You know, wow. um, yeah, and and you know, having beautiful, profound experiences with Saint Michael the Archangel um, and with you know with uh, our Lord Jesus. Christ and with the Blessed Mother, and then with, you know, the Buddha, um, you know, where he took me into the energy of wonderment, devotion, and humility, and it was this beautiful white light sphere that was just, you know, enervating. It was the, the very light that was the realm was vibrating all around that you could feel feel what these qualities really were in their purest state. And the Buddha took me through this, Um, you know, and then there were many other experiences with him as well, and Avalokiteshwara, and and then, you know, many of these other prophets and these saints, and they come forward and offer their assistance, you know, and, and a lot of these are people that we have heard of in our own histories, But many of them are souls we've never known or heard of here on Earth who just are what they are. Uh, Maybe they were unknown while they were living here, or maybe they are of a different order, you know. Some of the other beautiful things, you know, going to the 23rd dimension where the golden angels reside, and these are the transparent angels that you, you look upon them and you cannot look away because you are so in awe of their beauty, You're so transfixed by their beauty, you know. And the, the cities of light, the temples in the sky, the, um, the wondrous um, things that we find out, Uh, and discover in some of the heavenly bodies, planets, stars, our sun, um, and there's all of these initiations through them. You know, you you take journeys into great moments in religious history. You travel to places like the Garden of Eden in order to be, you know, initiated into the mysteries of what these things really mean spiritually and energetically, what, The alteration needs to happen in order for you to move to the next level. Um, And then you move into the realms that go beyond all of these conceptions and you enter into pure emanation. And these are the realms that are literally the places that I never want to leave. These are the quiet spaces where life just exists and moves and breathes inward and outward, you know. I think my first journey to those realms um, was this wondrous adventure. I was taken to another world. It was a different planet, and it was lit like twilight, and there were thousands and thousands and thousands, literally everywhere you could see, there were thousands of Buddhas, and all, and they were all in meditation, and they were emanating from their meditation throughout, you know, throughout the entire universe and towards all life. And I was allowed to sit and emanate with them, and it was so beautiful. I mean, the peacefulness of it, the the uh, warm bliss um you know it is just such a you know one of the things you definitely experience the more and the more you travel is just the the presence with the vibration of the universe itself and this un un uh, you know unadulterated beingness that is the life that we see beyond duality this is the realms that are not in a world that is mortal these are in immortal realms beyond what we experience here and they are just so astonishingly beautiful Um, there's so much you know um, And you know, thus you know, a hundred and some books. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I know.
2: I am quite, I am quite <laughs>
0: impressed with how much knowledge you've put out there. I have had a little sneak peek, but I'll definitely do that. While we have this relaxing weekend, I'll definitely check out more of your site. It looks like a wealth of information for people as these bills continue to get thinner. Maryland so I am going to have to go. My phone is just about out of juice, um, but I just wanted <laughs> to say goodbye and thank you um, so much for your your contribution to Ascension.
2: <laughs> and oh, as I thank you. Thank I hope you for we can me tonight It was great talking with uh, fellow yeah. workers. Yeah. It was really nice having this dialogue call. with both of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope we can. Yeah. Thank Whoops! Whoops! I accidentally bumped Tamara. <laughs> I bumped her a lot quicker than I wanted to. Oh no! <laughs> so Marilyn, on your on your website, the out of uh, out of body travel dot org. Why are all of your uh, your books downloadable for free?
2: That's a great question. And you know, when I founded the Out of Body Travel Foundation in two thousand three, um, we you know we we adopted the idea. Of- What Mother Teresa had said, she said that she found the spiritual hunger of the West was greater than the physical poverty of the East. So we wanted to reduce spiritual hunger worldwide. And so um, what actually happened was uh, shortly, you know, I had a near-death experience shortly before uh, I founded the foundation. You know, I started writing in like 1987, And the foundation in 2003 came into being. I had this beautiful out-of-body experience where I was taken to this wonderful, it was like a beautiful mountainous vista, oasis, you know, snow-capped mountains, and yet everything was warm, and there was greenery and snow in the same place. And all of the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics from Every tradition, every world religion, every tribe, every people was surrounding me, um, and I was very honored by this. It was so beautiful, and um, and they surrounded me, and they, the ones who were closest to me, put their hands on my shoulders and took my hands as well, and they told me that it was God's will that my books should be made available for download for free. And at the time, I had uh, three books. It was The Mysteries of the Redemption, Galactica, and The Former Angel. And so at that time in 2003, it was a little trickier than it is now. <laughs> but I <you> was <know, laughs> given some guidance and direction as to how to figure out how to make that possible. Um, and um, But it was important that they be available for free download so that literally anyone from any corner of the world who could access a computer, and in 2003 it was a little harder than too because, you know, we had a lot of people in countries still accessing by computer cafes and things like that, um, that they could access this knowledge, whether they could afford it or not. And um, so that is why we do this because until I'm told otherwise, <laughs> that's what we'll do. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, just to throw out there, too, for people to know, we released a film just uh, last week um, called The Grand Phases of the Soul, and you can see that at the website. It's um, a documentary film laying out the paths of purification, discrimination, and discipline as it is laid out in the Mysteries of the Redemption, how it was given to me during my experiences. But ironically, you know, this also correlates with the, um, the way that the Buddhists practice in the monastic tradition. It's purification, discrimination, and discipline. And in the Catholic and Christian world, there is also the monastic tradition. They have different names for those three paths but they have the same type of paths. And so this film is to give people an overview of this uh, grand journey, this grand adventure that um, you're about to partake of uh, when you, you know, when you seek out-of-body travel for the purpose of, you know, the spiritual evolution that you incarnated here to do. And um, it's it's a it's a it's a grand adventure that cannot be understated. I can't be overstated. I guess is what I would say, can definitely be understated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh Once again, uh, talking with Marilyn Hughes, the Out of Body Travel Foundation. Uh, take a look at her website. It's Out of Body dot org. And Marilyn, those uh, those two books again. I was trying to write them down here, but uh, that that are basically good for for beginners. What are those two books again, please?
2: It's Come to Wisdom's Door, How to Have an Out-of-Body Experience, and The Mysteries of the Redemption, a treatise on out-of-body travel and mysticism. And, you know, if you go to the website at outofbodytravel.org, you click on Out-of-Body Books, and it's going to take you to a page where you can download all our books for free and the Come to Wisdom's Door is right up at the top of the page. There's a series of about nine or ten how-to books, and Come to Wisdom's Door is the second. And then um, The Mysteries of the Redemption is the first book in the next series that's listed. We have, I think, about 11, actually it's 12 now, because we just started with a new series of books called the Dialogues with the Mystic series. And so, um, there's 12 different series that you can follow. And you can follow my experiences in the order that they were received, just by following the Mysteries of the Redemption series, then moving towards the um, Mystical Captive series, the Solitary series, uh, and, and on and on. There's other series there that take you deeper and deeper and deeper into the path. And people can also pop me an email, tell me where you're at, and I can tell you what I recommend for where you're at on your own journey. And so you can start there. We have a ton of uh, video that you can also listen to, um, as well as, you know, there's another documentary you can watch. It's called The Road to Armageddon, a spiritual documentary which features um, my work at the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation and um, some other really fascinating um, religious scholars and people who've had some near-death experiences as well. And, um, and uh, you know, we're doing a lot now with film. So we're putting out some new things. Uh, we just released a seminar on CD DVD. I can never get that CD thing out of my head shows you my age, but um, you know, it's a 12-hour seminar on DVD uh, on the initiations into the mysteries, and we're going to be uh, doing the rites of passage as well, and we'll be putting out some documentaries on those as well because those are really fascinating things that uh, people can um, explore, and they're really important in the spiritual journey and adventure Um, And in out-of-body travel, because these are things that people then, you know, do go through if they are moving forward spiritually, you know, not just kind of playing around with it, but actually utilizing it as the tool that it is, you know, because it is a tool that can lead you to the truth. And that's what your real purpose in practicing it is. It's it's finding the truth. Rather than, you know, so out-of-body travel is a tool. It's not the truth itself, but it's a great tool to help you to discover that.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, I think many years ago while in uh, meditation, it was the first time this happened, but I I was meditating for, you know, about as long as I could. I just wanted to stay in in meditation. And I literally, I started feeling myself moving up. And it was moving up a mountain, and you said earlier about the the almost psychedelic type of, of visions and and so forth. And yeah, that's the type of thing I was seeing. I, I referred to it as almost like a cartoon, <laughs> but that's what I was seeing: colorful horses and 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 colorful uh, yeah. uh, shrubbery and so forth. And I met somebody there. Now I don't know if I was doing a true out of body experience or just what this could have been, but. All he would tell me was that he was Tibetan, and I kept asking oh. him, who are, "Who are who are you?" And he just said, "Tibetan," and that's all I got out of him. But he was he was obviously very wise. He he knew what he was talking about when he was talking with me, and <laughs> he gave me a lot of good information. It was very interesting. I'll never forget it to this day. Could I have been that's having an out of body experience at that time? That's very interesting experience.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead
1: could I have been having an out-of-body experience at that time?
2: Well, I think if you'd had a fully conscious one, you would have known that it was, but I think that you definitely were having an experience that was valid and it might not have been fully conscious, you know, but we can, we can actually access some of these places and states in meditation and sometimes even in hypnosis. And so it doesn't, it doesn't alter the importance of the experience. It just, It's just um, indicating the level of consciousness. But, you know, it's interesting that he told you he was Tibetan, you know, because um, in a lot of experiences that I've had, and I've heard from other people, you know, there is this um, Tibetan that, that people do see. Oftentimes he refers to himself as the Tibetan. And uh, I wonder if it's the same you know, the same teacher that, you know, I've seen and I've heard other people tell me they've seen. Um, But, you know, there is, you know, um, this is not an uncommon uh, name for me to hear. So, you know, I Hmm. definitely think it was an important experience for sure, you know, and um, I would definitely continue to um, ask him for assistance. Um, if, he's, if he's still your teacher, and if he's not still your teacher, to guide you to the one who is now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Since it sure. was a while sure. ago, that could have changed, you know, over time, you know.
1: And that right. does happen, right? Maybe
2: because we move through bodies of knowledge, and then um, we're finished with one teacher, and another teacher comes in to t- take us through another body of knowledge.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Marilyn, this has been fascinating to uh, to listen to you and and Tamara back and forth as well. I feel I felt like I'm a, a first grader listening to college professors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: once again, it's been uh, great talking
2: with both of you. So thank you,
1: thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Once again, uh, where can we find more information about you and your work?
2: Outofbodytravel.org. dot org, and um, yeah, you can download. The books for free we have a free course of study there that you can follow and lots of other tools to check out um, You can also right on the front page you can click on the little green button that says what's new if you want to just find out the new things that are coming out and uh, so you can keep up with what's changing and happening um, in a very simple easy way you know so, Lots of opportunities there. Send me an email if you need any guidance. And um, we also have forums with, uh, you know, a lot of people. We have over a million uh, people in our forums, and you can, you know, connect with other people who are trying to seek out some of the same types of spiritual experiences. And it seems to be very helpful, I think, for people to be able to uh, interact with other people uh, who are interested in this when they're pursuing it. It helps to uh solidify the journey, I think, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, of course. It always helps to have that confirmation from someone else that uh, has gone through the same thing.
2: Right. And it's, okay. it's good to have the support for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Out of body travel dot org, Marilyn Hughes. Marilyn, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
2: You as well. Thank you, Ryan.
1: Okay. Have a wonderful evening. You too. All right. Thank you. Marilyn Hughes, everybody, the Out of Body Travel Foundation. Uh, She's written over 100 books, and they're all available for free download at uh, outofbodytravel.org. So uh, be sure you visit the website there and uh, give it a look. Um, Once again... We've got a lot of good guests on the way for you. Let's see, for uh, Monday coming up, uh, we'll talk with Tracy Moore and David Blackman about energy healing. They're from StarbornHealing.com. And then Joseph LaCastro on Wednesday the 7th, we'll talk about all things metaphysical with him. And then uh, Friday the 9th, we'll talk with Wendy Friesen about hypnosis. It's all coming up on The Ryan Lindsay Show. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Ryan Lindsay Show. Visit RyanLindsayShow.com for more information.